Welcome everybody to Spirituality Adventures. We're glad you're tuning in to this episode. And today I have Mason Blaze, who is a singer songwriter here from Kansas City. So, so excited to learn a little bit more about her and about her music and, and uh, where things are going in her life. Um, also want to mention to all of our, our listeners, if you're a regular listener, be sure and jump on the website, spiritualityadventures.com. And uh, if you're not already a supporter, join us. You get a lot of great bonus content, so I encourage you on that. And then also I'm trying and encouraging people to go to Theology Beer Camp. This is in Springfield, Missouri. It is the craziest, most fun you'll ever have doing theology that you could ever imagine. This is theology that does not suck, all right? <laughs> <laughs> and there's a bunch of great music, a bunch of great podcasters, great theologians, but super fun, super outside the box. So if you want to join me, I think it's October 19th, 2021. You can go to my website, spiritualityadventures.com. And we've put a little link there. You can click on it and learn all about it. Join us there. It'll be a lot of fun. All right. So Mason, thanks for hanging out at Spirituality Adventures. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, Seriously. yeah, yeah. Well, I have uh, I've been listening to the music that I like on your uh, inst Instagram mm -hmm. stuff. And I found other places where you've done things like the Kansas City Star yes. stuff. So yeah. great stuff. So let's let's hear a little bit about your background, where you grew up, your some really? of your family life, all that kind of stuff. Tell us a little yeah. bit of your 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 origin story. I can do that. Uh, my name's Mason Blaze. I'm born and raised here in Kansas City. Um, I went to Catholic school my whole life, so even preschool was like religious, um, some Christian denomination, but all the way through until uh, I graduated high school, minus the couple of semesters of college that I have under my belt as of right now. But pretty much all of my education has been um, through Catholic school. Um, my parents split when I was pretty young, so my dad lived on the Missouri side, but my mom lived on the Kansas side. So we were only ever about 10, 15 minutes away, but so I grew up right on that state line. Um, so I'm from both is what I like to say from both Kansas and Missouri. Mm -hmm. um, my siblings were all into music. So music is just something that I've always done growing up and it's been a fun thing that we've been able to share together, which is really, really nice. Um, so did either of your parents do music? No, huh. so my dad, he can play one song on guitar and he like <laughs> cheats at it. So it almost doesn't count, but he always, I mean, he's like loved music and always wanted to be a musician. Um, so yeah, but, and my mom, she didn't, but she was like a dancer, but my mom is an interior designer and my dad is a landscape architect. So they're both artists, okay. you know? So it yeah. did kind of. And you grew up around a lot of listening to music. Oh, totally. Like, yeah. Totally. So, and then how many siblings do you have? Um, so I have two full siblings. So um, I have an older sister and a younger sister from my mom and dad from before they split. So I'm the middle child. And then I have a half sister from on my mom's side from my okay. mom, my stepdad. So I have three sisters. And all of you are in music? Like, uh, pretty much, wow. honestly. Yeah. So my older sister, um, she started pretty young and she is kind of how we all, she kind of opened the floodgates mm -hmm. sort of. 
Um, so she started and she really did she like start in like school band or something or did she start? Oh, she skipped just, all that. She went straight into opera. So she um, wow. would do stuff with the Lyric Opera of Kansas City. Um, so that was growing up. She'd be in some productions and then that's how we got into it and started going to their summer camps, which I think they still offer. Um, hmm. Just opera camp over the summer. It's a couple weeks. It's more of like a choir camp sort of. You don't get mm -hmm. super formal training, but you do study like different um, different composers and you you study what is about to be coming up for their productions for the year. And then at the end, you put on your own like children's opera and the parents come and watch and they do a uh, like an audition for whatever production they have coming up. So sometimes it's like smaller leads that either don't have any lines, they just need like a child for that part. Or um, there is actually some where they have um, children who do have like main roles. But for the most part, we would just need kids for the, the children's chorus. So you would audition for that, but it's pretty much like a shoe in, you know, mm -hmm. if you were part of the camp, you would be in mm -hmm. it. But so that's how she started and that's how we all kind of did that so we all so did, did you opera start camp. doing vocal lessons pretty young like did you do did you train your vocals that way or did um, you, was it just more of a camp experience that you did it was more of a camp experience i do remember a few times i had gone to the lady who put it on um she like ran the kids camp she was also my sister's like private vocal coach. So my sister would go to vocal mm -hmm. vocal lessons. I remember going like a couple of times, like a few, mm -hmm. but I didn't, it wasn't something that I went to every week. Like I played guitar, I did guitar every week and she would do her vocal lessons. So you didn't really do, do the band thing? No. Okay. No. But you really. still got into music and yeah. started playing guitar. What, mm -hmm. How old were you when you started playing? I was eight and my older sister, she had already been doing the opera stuff. So she was already on her singing journey and she wanted to start playing guitar. So she got a guitar and started taking lessons. And I remember her being really frustrated with it and having some frustration, like she, you know, it just wasn't working for her and she was wanting to give up. And so it just kind of sat and collected dust in the corner. And I just thought it was so cool. And I remember she was trying to learn this song um, Wish You Were Here by Pink Floyd. And I would just watch her play, like watch where her fingers were and listen to what she was doing. And then when she wasn't home, I would like go sneak into her room <laughs> and I'd like pick it up and I figured out how to play it. And once I got it solid, like to myself, like where nobody- Like self-taught. Yeah, as soon as I figured it out, I like, like came and told my- Did you go on YouTube and look at videos or? No, I just watched her, what, like what her hands were doing. Wow. And I just knew like, oh, that doesn't sound quite right like that I've got to move this or something so huh. I just figured it out and then I went and I showed so you literally started parents. doing court started courting yourself kind of thing I yeah. guess I don't know wow. I showed my parents and they were like we have to get her into lessons so <laughs> then I started taking lessons and I took lessons for 10 years all through high school nice. yeah the nice, same guy nice. Scott Mize he's awesome cool yeah excellent so then what kind of music influenced you during your growing up years and then mm -hmm. you know what what did you eventually lean into as far as performing and writing and stuff totally like um well so my parents were split up but I was my dad had custody so we were with my dad for most of the time and my dad classic dad rock you know like um 
I remember when Guitar Hero 3 came out, that was like <laughs> life-changing and it had all the classic rock. So just all of that kind of stuff. My dad really was kind of all over the place. He loved Alice in Chains, but then he really loved like Sheryl Crow. And so it was just, you know, yeah. I got a good mix. He loved the Eagles. We listened to the Eagles a lot. And then my mom was super into funk. So when we were over at her house, she'd be listening to all the disco and, <laughs> and funk stuff. Um, so I did get a good mate. And, and I, honestly, I would say we never really listened to anything that was new or like on the radio. Like it was always stuff from when they were growing up, hmm. which I really liked and appreciate. It's kind of like a little time capsule. Right. Um, so yeah, that totally got me into it. And definitely the, the guitar hero for sure was funnily enough, hmm. a big thing. Like when I was 13, I did um, the metal by Tenacious D for my guitar like concert that you had to put on because yeah. I just loved it on Guitar Hero. It was so fun. Um, <laughs> but then I obviously made a real big pivot. <laughs> I know, I know. What were you going to say, Matt? <laughs> hmm? Were you going to say something? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> obviously, uh, though, that like pivoted a lot to what I do now is, is not really at all that kind of stuff. Um, when I started getting back into music because I had kind of dropped off a little bit as a teenager, like in high school, kind of as most people do, you know. But um, after high school, when I started pursuing it on my own, I remembered watching the Amy Winehouse documentary mm. with my friend. Um, and she had seen it so many times and loved it. And she was like, you have to watch it. And I just got so enamored. I felt really connected to Amy Winehouse in a lot of different ways, like, and just, she was just so, I don't know, I could go on and on about her, but. I love Amy Winehouse. Yeah, oh she, my God. She's great. Ah. Um, that opened up a whole new world. So then I got totally, totally delved into like jazz and blues and like jazz standards and all the old, old school stuff because it was not anything that I had really heard or hmm. studied in that way before. So it was like a whole new flavor of ice cream that I'd never had. So I just went crazy Sweet. in that world. And now I feel like I've kind of re reeled it back a little bit. I'm more of like a, uh, like Americana folk singer songwriter type guitar yeah. playing and everything. So, but yeah, definitely has had a lot of influence on me still, all the jazz That's and blues cool. stuff. Have you have you done a lot of jazz here in Kansas City? Like gone to some of the jazz venues here in town? Um, so the the Kansas City Star session that I did mm -hmm. was filmed at the Black Dolphin. Mm -hmm. So I've been to the Green Lady um, mm -hmm. for drinks since I've never mm -hmm. played there. Um, and the Black Dolphin, I've only played there for the filming of that session. Right, right. But um, no, that's about. I mean, but that's really about it. Kind of. You yeah. Know. Have you been to the Blue Room? No, I don't think Eight, so. Down the 18th and Vine District, you know, is. Uh, I know what you're talking about. I, I can't remember if I've ever been there. Or yeah, not. yeah. Just curious. I may have been there. So what was interesting when I in the 90s when I was, you know, I had gone to high school here and then mm -hmm. went away for college and seminary and was at a church and I moved back here, started a church, and in the 90s is when I got into to to local jazz uh -huh. and. I had a former band teacher from Liberty High School who was a jazz, uh, you know, expert. Yeah. And he knew all the local jazz players. Oh, that's uh, cool. So he took me 
like almost like on a pub crawl, multiple nights in a row, wow. where we went to every jazz venue. We did this multiple times together. We, we'd go, he'd, he'd give me the history, we'd, the jazz museums oh, down at 18th so and Vine. Cool. And then he would introduce me to the, to the players afterwards, you know, it was mm -hmm. so much fun. Oh my gosh, and it what just a friend. Totally, that's when I really, really like, just grew, grew to appreciate jazz so much. And then that, mm -hmm. that Ken Burns uh, documentary, it's a long documentary that he did on the history of jazz in America. Yeah. Yeah, super cool stuff. Oh, that's so. so then if cool. I go, you know, like I, I like we've gone to New Orleans and hit hit the jazz things, and, mm -hmm. and I always ask the jazz players, hey, where do you go? Mm -hmm. So, you know, because the yeah. people who really know it kind of have a different. Yeah, they don't always go totally. to the top places. Totally. So Chicago, New York, New Orleans, uh, some of the places I've been to to listen to jazz. I love that stuff. Mm -hmm. Fun. Well, um, you, but you kind of landed in the Americana yes. uh, folk camp. Yep. And uh, I love yeah. that. It's yeah. probably my favorite. So yeah, cool. Too. And when, when did you first start writing songs? Um, unlike most people, I definitely wrote as a kid. So okay. I had some songs that I wrote as a kid and I remember growing up trying to get Talking in different like bands with 12, my friends 13, and stuff. 14, that kind of age? Uh, no, I think my first one, I think it was like five, five or oh, six. Geez. And I still remember it to this day. But um, yeah, so I, I don't know. I would just try to do that. I would try to get bands together with my friends and we would write songs to perform at school talent shows. And like kids would come over and we'd have band practice. So um, yeah, I, writing was always something that I did. And then I was really good in like English class and writing um, essays and I loved all of our poetry stuff. So I do mm -hmm. myself write a lot of poetry that does end up turning into songs. Like I'll grab bits and pieces, but um, my, the songwriting process is a um, different for everybody. So yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I, I've always been like a writer in some sense. Mm. And I just, I don't know, as these thoughts come up, I just write them down and then I'll shuffle them around and organize them and figure it out. So you, it's a process that you mainly do by yourself. Have you ever done co-writes or anything like that? No, never done co-writes. Okay. I think I, I went to um, Berkeley College of Music. They have summer courses and I did a yeah. songwriting summer course a few years ago and wound up with a really tight knit group of friends. Oh, yeah. um, and we all, that was like our project. So that was the one time that I've ever co-written. Mm -hmm. But other than that, um, it's really something that for me, I think is really private. Mm -hmm. Like I just like to flesh out my own ideas mm -hmm. and I'm very sensitive too. So I'm like, you know, if I really like the line, how it is, I would be very, I would be very sad if, I don't know. It's just a very private, so like personal if, if you give thing. your song to somebody to critique. Yeah. That's, is that hard? That's terrifying. <laughs> yeah. Terrifying. But yeah. Yes. Well, it, it's it, anytime you create something, it's like this. Yeah, it's like this I precious know. little thing, and you know, know you turn it loose for people to critique, and you're like, ah. I know, <laughs> I know. Yep, totally. Oh man, well, it takes a lot of courage. It does. You know. Yeah. Put, Still working to on it. Put it out there. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I, 
I was talking to Calvin Arsenia about this and he had somebody had done an interview with him and he talked about how every even when he just performs every time he feels like it's this is like he's just exposing himself vulnerably to the world absolutely to just rip apart and and yeah. like the courage of what it takes to mm -hmm. you know keep putting yourself out there it's, totally yeah very, but there's no connection without vulnerability i so agree it's like you gotta take the leap it's somewhere the thing yeah it's it connects human beings quicker than anything right totally our vulnerability i'm a big fan of it yeah yeah so i'm i'm curious um apart from the music part of your growing up mm -hmm. you you went to all this catholic school yes so was that a positive was that a negative Did, was it was it just neutral uh it was a i think it ran the gamut i mean yeah. there was lots of funny good stories there's some stories that are like whoa that's a little crazy looking back on it but i mean i'm grateful for sure for the education that i had uh -huh. um very very lucky and fortunate to have had the opportunity to go to private school i mean that's yeah you know uh, that's a lot but it was definitely a a, a did, weird experience how did it shape your your concepts of god or spirituality yeah. or how did it shape it or did you did you react against something you know right did, like how how do you see how's your own spirituality emerged over from, yeah. from catholic school to singer songwriter i know We're, um well definitely like i said i'm grateful to have done it but yeah there's there's a lot that goes into that and it's something that like like i had said my my family wasn't religious um but it, how do i say it wasn't something that was encouraged but it also wasn't something that was discouraged it was like completely neutral uh, which i think was kind of a unique experience as a kid that was going to private school for that long mm -hmm. um, i know a lot of people that are in that community and a lot of kids that are raised in that community is something that um you know, their family has really instilled in them. It's a really strong family value. And kids, as they're growing up, um, you know, everybody questions things. And so I know that there's a lot of peers that I had that would not have had the same um, experience as I did or opportunity as I did to be able to, like my family's totally neutral about it. Like mm -hmm. whatever you wanna do, if you wanna believe, that's that's great. Mm -hmm. That's you know that's a journey. Everything is a personal journey. That's that's yours. Um, if you don't want to, you don't want to. Whatever you want to do is totally fine with us. And I think I'm really lucky that that was the experience that I had because mm -hmm. I know a lot of kids, especially in Catholic school, it's very um, it would be really frowned upon to um, have questions or concerns or doubts or you know it's like in some cases you're willing to be like ostracized for. I mean it's. Yeah. It can be pretty intense. So I'm very lucky that I didn't grow up in a, a family system that was super crazy about it either mm -hmm. way. But like we said, grace, um, but we didn't go to, to church on Sunday. We very rarely would we go for like Easter or Christmas mm -hmm. or something special like that. Um, but yeah, I was really just kind of put in a whatever you decide is what you decide. Yeah. Um, and definitely as I got older, especially like through high school with just different experiences. Like I just had a lot of questions and a lot of things that didn't make sense for me personally. And so 
I don't know if maybe Catholicism is just something that's a little bit extreme, dare I say, but it is definitely a bit, I don't know, it's it's different obviously than like a non-denominational Christian, like whatever, you know, There's it's mm -hmm. very rigid. There's a lot of traditional mm -hmm. aspects of Catholicism. Um, so I don't know if that maybe put a bad taste in my mouth or, you know, I just didn't have, um, it was just not the, the place for me to grow in that, I'm, I'm not quite sure. But yeah. for whatever reason, I I tried so hard. I really will say that I <laughs> I tried so hard from a kid. Like, why is this not clicking? Like everybody else believes and everybody else is getting, you know, X, Y, Z from this. And why is this not, huh. you know, happening? And I remember like praying like every single night, like waiting to hear something and thinking something was wrong with me because I wasn't like, you know, yeah. it's it's just what, what happens, you know, in your journey, I guess. And so I, I think there's a line from something that says I was, I have not been blessed with the gift of faith, I think mm. is what, so I, that's kind of what, how I feel where it just hasn't happened for me yet. Mm. I feel like I do, I'm pretty like knowledgeable in it. I do know mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. a bit about it and I have given it a pretty valiant effort and I totally respect and a little envious of people who are so devout in there, yeah. you know, but it's just not something that as much as I yeah. really, really try. Have you, have you gotten into any, anything like any meditation or any other kind of practices that are kind of more spiritual yoga, anything yeah. like that? I'm just curious. Yeah. Um, when I was like 19, 20, I did a lot of yoga and, um, meditate like I tried to do the transcendental meditation okay. where you're like it's like hours like yeah. two hours yeah. when you like sit there that's so um, hard even I know I'm, I'm doing a training in meditation like with a couple of teachers mm -hmm. a two-year teacher track training mm -hmm. and I still feel like I suck at it you know <laughs> yes it's so hard <laughs> yeah totally but it I know it's you know there's some things that are good for you that you know you you read the science behind mindfulness meditation and some mm -hmm. of the benefits of yoga and all these things. And you're like, okay, if I keep, you know, it's like, it's like eating healthy and working out and things, yeah. you, know, you know, it's good for you. you know, yeah. Anyway, it's but, a little muscle to train. <laughs> yeah, totally. Well, yeah. So you're, when did you first start performing then when you performing like my own stuff? Yeah. I started performing, I think I was 21. 2021 was when and I that, got my first gig. Was that locally gig. here? Yes, yeah. So, so like, did you go audition somewhere? What did you do? No, it was um, a girl that I used to work with. She, her boyfriend, we had been like mutual friends um, just through her, but her boyfriend, Sam Mitchell, he's here in Kansas City, still performing. Um, but he okay. had, uh, like a... he played with the youth pool. Okay. And I forget what band okay. he's in currently off the top of my head, but. Huh. Um, he was a mutual friend of ours just through work with her. And yeah. I remember she would talk about how he was playing music and I'd played all growing up, but I had kind of stopped at this point, um, except for just every once in a while when I would pick it up, but I was interested in getting back into it. So I started playing and then I would play with like one of my boyfriend's friends and we would just, he played guitar also, but he was a producer. And so he would, he did drums, guitar, bass, like all the, all the things. So we would just mess around and jam out at his house. And I saw Sam had posted something on Facebook, like, hey, we're gonna have a showcase at Inkwell uh, Coffee Shop, which was out in like Lee Summit, Blue mm -hmm. Springs Independence area, somewhere out there. Mm -hmm. And we're gonna have a showcase and 
you know, we need acts if anybody wants to. And I remember seeing it and thinking, oh my gosh, if I respond, like they're never gonna pick me, like this is crazy. I just started playing for fun. And I was like, what the heck? Why don't I just send him a message and just see if it's something that I would even be considered for. And he immediately messaged back, was like, yeah, totally, totally come. And mm. so I had that first show and I met Rebecca Elliott there. And Rebecca Elliott, um, she had she was a promoter at the Rhino at the time. And I hadn't ever been to the Rhino. The Rhino was also new. It was only been open for like a year. Okay. So I met her there and she was like, I love your stuff. And I said, I love your stuff. She mm. said, I'm a promoter at the Rhino. You have to come, we do an open mic night and we do shows all the time, you have to stop by. I was like, sold. So mm. I just went to the Rhino and that was it. Like that just opened up the whole world of everything. Cool. So just with that what, one courage of. Yeah, What and what year would that have been? Oh, it had to be like 2016, 2017. Okay, okay. And so then you d you started doing basically your own stuff mm -hmm. around, around town. Yep. Yep, just me, always just me. Okay, so, yeah. you on the guitar. Mm-hmm, guitar. I played a little bit of ukulele and a little bit of piano, but my piano is like so hard to lug everywhere. I mean, mm. it's so heavy and it's just me. So I usually just do my guitar. I only have a couple songs on piano, but yeah, All whatever right. I can do. Very cool. Yeah. So in like, what are what are some of the places you've, you've played through the, through the years here? Oh man. Um, well, the Inkwell was the first one. I played the Rhino. I can't even tell you how many times. Uh -huh. um, Riot Room. Um, I did the Kansas City Star. I played at Blip Roaster for yeah. Moxa. Um, oh, was that with that was at Blip? Yes. Yeah, yeah for the Moxa uh, thing there. Yeah. What's what's the Blip guy's name? Ian. Ian. Yeah. We mm -hmm. we went down to Blip and interviewed Ian yeah. down there. That's a cool space. Uh, it is. I like that. Yeah. 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 I mean, all, I really, I was telling my friend, I should have kept a list of all the places and like all the dates and how, you know, because mm -hmm. I just, it's all muddled mm -hmm. here. But at one point I was just doing so much that, I mean, I was running around, no sleep, chicken with the head cut off, like gigging all the time. I mean, I did Boulevard stuff, um, up down, um, the Ward Parkway, I did a couple like outdoor mm -hmm. stuff there. I could, man, I couldn't even. Yeah. There's, there's a big long list right. in, in my head that I'd have to work through. So how that. do people listen to your music? I know, right? The, yeah, I mean, we're gonna record a couple here. famous question, yes. But, like I was, I, I hunted around a little bit because mm -hmm. I've, I've, I've just watched mostly some of the things you've posted on Instagram. Mm -hmm. I also watched the Kansas City Star thing and found yes. a couple other things, right? Yeah. Yep. Um, well, I guess come see me live. So that, that has been a, an intentional choice on my part to not record and put things out. Um, but I have kind of had a different thought process around that recently. So I would like to get myself recorded. I'm not sure what I would do with it. You know, if it would be just something that I would have just for like family and friends or something, or if it's mm -hmm. something that I would release. Um, I'm not sure, but I don't know. I, music is just what I love to do, so mm -hmm. I don't do it for the, the, the streams or what have you. But if somebody wants to, somebody likes it and they want to come see me, that's awesome. So, so how do it's they been find, kind of an in-person. How do they find thing. your, do you have a concert scheduled posted out there somewhere? Um, no, so I've actually kind of been in retirement for a little bit, so I haven't 
performed a whole bunch since COVID, honestly. Okay. Uh, but I do have a show coming up on October 4th or October 5th. It's the first Thursday in October with Manor Records. So okay. I've got that coming up. Um, just waiting on the promo so I can announce that on my Instagram. Okay. But Instagram and Facebook is mainly where I post right. updates on things. But so yeah, I've been been out of the loop for a little bit, but yes. I'm getting my feet wet and I'm coming back. So you were you were gigging like crazy. Crazy. And and then I think even that Kansas City Star thing, mm -hmm. that was like 2019, like right before yeah. COVID. Yep. Right. Yep. And then COVID hit. Yeah. And so you just kind of pulled away at that point. Yeah. And I mean, honestly. I mean, I mean the venues shut down. Right. You know. Right. So, if, yeah. Totally. Yeah. yeah. It was that. I mean, it was really a combination of a lot of different things. I mean, even outside of COVID, like I had a lot going on in like my personal life and family life. And I just felt like, okay, you know, I, I think of creativity as like a sponge. Like you have to let it you gotta absorb everything that's going on around you and then you can just wring it all out. Like I have different bursts of writing and then going periods of time without writing anything. And that's just how it, it goes for me. Mm -hmm. I'll write a bunch and then I'll go have like a little dry period where I'm not making anything. But um, yeah, so I just had a lot of things going on. And before that I had been doing a lot of jazz influenced things and blues influenced. I was just trying to I don't know, go outside of my own comfort mm -hmm. zone from what I knew. And when all of this happened and when all of COVID happened, I was like, okay, I think I'm gonna real, I think I'm gonna go back to like the bare bones. Like we gotta start from the foundation, kind of mm -hmm. like across the board. And I, I really started listening to a lot of like the outlaws and like the old country and old folk and stuff. And mm -hmm. So I just kind of felt like, okay, I feel like this is where, mm -hmm. this is my zone and this is where I feel really at home and really connected yeah. to the music. So yeah, it brought me back there and that's kind of where I've been sitting for a while and just writing a lot of those ty types of songs and I'm excited to share. I know it's been a while since I've performed so the things that I have been writing are a little bit different than what I've been doing before. So this is good timing then. Yes, yeah, it is. We're, we're, we're out in front of your, your, your big kind of re-emerging again. Yes, you know, it's so funny because I was thinking to myself, I really miss going to open mic. Like, I really miss going and, and performing and doing little things every once in a while. Like, I kind of wanted to get back into it. And I'd been thinking that to myself for a few weeks. And then you DM'd me and asked <laughs> me about this. And I was like, oh my gosh, no way. And literally right after that, Mana Records DM'd me and asked me to play a show. And I was like, this is the universe. Like, I have to, Interesting. you know, Interesting. I'm just going to go with it. So. Very cool. Yeah. So thank you so much for yeah. reaching out. So what do you feel like, um, well, there's two questions here. You can pick which one you want to answer first. What, what are some of the more difficult things you've gone through in your life? Mm -hmm. And and then how to, you mentioned that you, you kind of go through dry spells, mm -hmm. but you're like, you use that analogy of a sponge. Yeah. So what? What type of things have you found that enter into your life that influence your creativity the most? And, Oof. And, and so it could be a combination of things. Yeah. So the first question is really just like, what, what do you feel like is one of the more difficult or challenging things you've gone through yeah. in your life so far? And then, and then I'm thinking in just in the broader sense, which, which, what, what type of things as you soak in be become the things that seem to yeah. influence your creativity the most. 
Yeah. Um, well, my parents split up when I was pretty young, so that was, and I have a very blended family. Like I have half sisters and stepsisters and the whole gamut. Um, and that was a really, uh, not a super fun time for really anyone involved. Um, so yeah, my parents had a really, really not so fun divorce, which was great. Um, <laughs> I know. Uh, How old are you? Uh, my mom left when I was seven. So, and then, but my parents, they weren't officially divorced for like a few years after that. So okay. I think it was like three years. So I don't okay. think they got divorced until I was like 10, 11-ish. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, like my dad had full custody and we'd see my mom on the weekends and stuff. But my older sister lived with my mom. So it was really like me and my younger sister that were together. I don't know. It was a whole crazy hullabaloo. But so, yeah, that was definitely the most profound thing that has affected like my life. Mm-hmm. Um for sure. And then as for how that kind of stuff seeps into my like creativity and songwriting, mm-hmm. um, I think everything has a lesson in it, everything in life. Um, so I'm just trying my best to like make sense of things. I don't, people always ask me like, when are you gonna write a happy song? Like I'm trying, I really am trying so hard, but I just feel like the things that I've always felt connected to and things that I felt connected to through music growing up were um, th- like specific things of w- people putting words to a feeling that like, it just didn't know how to mm. describe that mm. in a sense. Um, so I try to do that now. I try to, a lot of my songs are me just basically trying to figure out what the heck is even going on mm. in life and in this planet. And there, it's a lot about interpersonal stuff like friends or family or like partnership um, or just concepts. Like I have some like political and social commentary type. Um, I even have some that are about like religion, little, uh, little lines in there. So I don't know. I just try to make sense of the world around me in a way that I feel like I can resonate with and hopefully somebody else out there resonates mm. with it also. Mm. But yeah, that's... That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I, you know, it's funny because, I mean, it's every now and then, a, you know, like a happy song, like hits hits the mark and it's like, oh, that's so cool, you know. Um, I just want to soak up the sun or, you know, mm-hmm. be choker, you know, just, yeah. just, I could think of a thousand of them, but... Um, but for me, the ones that seem to really hit me deeply are lyrics that are usually pretty honest and raw and, mm-hmm. you know, like, like giving expression to something extremely difficult. But then, I don't know, there's something about darker songs mm-hmm. that actually do more for me, it seems like, in terms of healing me. Yeah than happy songs totally and i it's yeah. even movie wise you know like i'll be drawn to dark movies that have a little sliver of sunlight you know mm-hmm. a little little bit of hope yeah and some reason those movies hit me more deeply than just yeah you know i don't know but it, i feel like know, you gotta so. shine a light in the darkness you yeah. know what i mean because in that in those types of things it's it gets really easy to feel alone or like you're not understood or something and like you said i mean those were always the songs that impacted me the most were have you ever heard of matt mason yes yeah have you yeah we played at the um are you talking about 
Matt Mason from, he's from either, I think either Virginia or South Carolina. He's an okay, East yes. Coast dude. Yeah. His, his first album came out in 2019 called Bank on the Funeral. Uh-huh. And it had like, uh, it just, oh God, what are some of the, anyway, it, it like I listen to Alt Nation when I'm driving around because I have mm-hmm. Sirius XM on my, in my vehicle. And his, when I was at my darkest point in 2019, where I didn't care if I lived or died, mm-hmm. his, his songs, uh, just like every song on that album just nailed me. And they were, they were definitely darker mm-hmm. type songs. And he's kind of a, he's kind of a folk type Americana. At least that album was. Yeah. He's done other stuff now, but anyway, just curious, if you, but like that album, I list, I put it on repeat. Yeah. And I, I was in this dark space and then I just listened to these songs, but some some reason it just felt healing. Yes. You know? Yeah. And, Cathartic. Uh, yeah. You're like, well, why don't you listen to a happy song? Yeah. I couldn't I couldn't listen to happy Christian songs. I couldn't listen to happy this song. Yeah. I I needed something that yeah. touched me where I was at. Well it's beautiful that music was there. It's, for it's you, it is. You know? I that's why I love music. Yeah. And I'm one of those that I can't sing. Like on two. At all? Come on. I mean, I will sing. Yeah. Just other people don't want to hear it. (laughs) Yeah. Do you play instruments (laughs) at all? I don't play. Oh, man. I don't play. I don't sing. I was always, I was the kid that always, my mom tried to make me play piano. Mm -hmm. And like the kid, my friends would be out playing basketball or the I love sports, you know? So like I always wanted to be playing sports. I didn't want to be stuck home practicing the piano while my kid, my friends were. So as I grew older, it, it fueled this love for, like I've always loved musicians and hung out with musicians and yeah. uh, I still do, you know? It's, yeah. It's why, why you're here, you know? It's why, yeah. why I've done so many interviews with musicians. And so I'm kind of like the ultimate fan, right? You know? Yeah, I love that though. <laughs> I love that. So anyway. All right, well let's, um, I, I kind of want to move into, uh, you know, some of your songs and stuff like that. Yeah. So tell us, kind of give us some orientation to some of your favorite songs, your music, and then let's, Mm -hmm. then I'm going to have you perform a couple of them. Is that okay? Yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah. What, tell me what so far, what are some of your favorite songs that you've done that you think have connected with audiences the best? Yeah. And give us kind of the content for a couple of those. Yeah. If, if they're ones you're going to do now, then just set them up for us. How's right. That? Um, there is one song. I'm not going to play it today. Um, but there is one song. It's called Ribs that I do. Um, that song is probably one of the ones that I'm most proud of. Um, it just, I don't know. It just came together. Like it, Sometimes you write a song and you know, you're chipping away at it and work at it and do some, then come back. But that one just fell together and... It has a wordless chorus, and but something about it just, I don't know. It really gets to me, and and I've heard lots of people that have come up and felt really connected and resonated with them as well. So I'm really proud of that, that that's something that I made that other people can, you know, Connect find with. Yeah, yep. some solace and connection with. So I'm really proud of that one. Um, there's one that I'm doing today. Um, I just wrote it, what's it called? Uh, raspberry wine. Um, it's kind of like a, 
social commentary a little bit, but I guess I'm just trying to make sense of the world and the society that not just we live in, but just how, how we, who made these rules and who made this the way that people just go about living their life day to day. Um, so it's that raspberry wine is one that I'm going to play. That's okay. kind of a, a fun little, it reminds me of like old school folk, like old, like Bob Dylan, like political folk. Um, so yeah, I really like that one. That one I'm really proud of. Um, uh, I would say those are probably my top two. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Cool. I was just, I was listening. I was driving back home from Colorado, um, just Friday, just this past Friday. Oh, no way. And, uh, I, I was out there on a writing, I was writing for like 11 straight days in a row, you know, oh. six, seven hours a day out, out in the mountains, awesome. writing a memoir. But I've been listening to this, uh, this book on, you know, just while I'm driving. And it's, it's about the, it's the history of the use of marijuana in America. It's a, it's an actual history book. Yeah. And it's called Smoke Signals. It's a well-done history book of how you just know, in America. How, how well it actually gives a history of, of marijuana in general and magic mushrooms yeah. as well. Interesting. And and then it goes into how it got put on Schedule One. So you know how we criminalized plants, yeah. <laughs> which is insane. Yeah. And totally. uh, but the, the the only thing that it, I'm at the point in the book now where I'm hitting the folk, the Bob Dylan folk revolution mm -hmm. in the 60s and the Beatles were here mm -hmm. almost oh, right at the edge of their peak. Yeah. And Dylan goes to hang out with the Beatles and the Beatles had never smoked weed. Yes. And Dylan, yeah. Dylan turns them on. <laughs> We would have and never was, had Sergeant Pepper. <laughs> never would have happened. And it's just, it's just like you just hear this whole story about these guys that have shaped the world through their songs. Yeah. And, and it was just, it was hilarious. I was cracking up. Yeah. Funny how but that yeah. happens. But anyway, some of the, Dylan's certainly one of the great folk songwriters mm -hmm. of, our, of our time. You should listen to Sixto Rodriguez if you like Bob Dylan. Oh, it just goes by Rodriguez. Okay. But his name's Sixto. That one out. All right. So good. So here we go. Mason right. Blaze. I'm Mason Blaze, and this song is called Crossroads. I wonder too about the view on the 
the other side If I had gone a different course somewhere behind Would that road have had more answers to provide As the moon rose in the air is getting cold I'm reaching out to find a hand to hold These nights spent wondering if there's another road Or if I meant to make the journey on my own I saw your footprints in the sand as I strolled First time in my life I'm not Thank you, Mason Blaze, for joining us at Spirituality Adventures. Thank you. Awesome. Thank Love you so that song. Much. And uh, tell the folks again, thanks everybody for listening all the way to the end. Be sure and go to spiritualityadventures.com and join our support team if you haven't done that already. And how do they, What? tell us your next concert. Um, I'll be playing a concert with Manor Records on October 4th. It is the first Thursday of October. Um, and then you can follow me on Instagram is normally where I would post my music stuff. So that's just at Mason Blaze, M-A-S-O-N-B-L-A-I-Z-E. 
can thank my parents for that one. I didn't do that. Um, and also my Facebook is the same. My artist page is just at Mason Blaze. So that's where I post all my upcoming stuff. All so right. you can keep connected there. Instagram, Facebook, and live. Yes. And we, will, uh, we, we want to encourage you to go out and check her out. All right. Totally. Thank you so, so much. So thanks everybody thank for tuning in. We'll see you next time. This has been another episode of Spirituality Adventures. Be sure to visit the website at spiritualityadventures.com and click on the support tab and help us keep creating content like this.